neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be visible through him. Good morning, Christian America. In this statement, Jesus lets us know why there are some things that are just unfair in this world. Atheists and agnostics and people that don't like Christianity love to point out the problems of the world and ask and try to put us on the defensive and say, if God is so loving, then why do these bad things occur? If we look back at this scripture in the ninth chapter of the gospel, according to John, Jesus gives us an example, a glimpse of why things happen the way they are. Let's get into the word of God today to find out what he says and what that means for us. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort, seeking to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. And we do that by coming to you on these Mondays with scripture. It's the most important thing that you can do in your life is to pray to God and to read scripture. Because when you pray to him, you speak to him. And when you read scripture, he speaks back to you. And today he's speaking to us. He's speaking to us very specifically about why things happen the way that they happen. And essentially what it comes down to is that we as mere humans, we as mere mortals aren't going to be able to understand the mindset of God. We just, we don't have the capacity. We don't have the longevity. We are stuck here in this, it, within time, within space, within the world that God has provided for us. He is not. So he has the ability to see things from the beginning to the very end, from everlasting to everlasting, as scripture says. And it's in that that we want to bring to you the ninth chapter in the gospel according to John, where Jesus, still being followed by his detractors and the Pharisees, come across a man who's blind. And he's been blind since birth. And once again, the Pharisees try to put Jesus on the defensive by asking, well, why is it fair that this man is born blind? Who sinned? Because in those days... If you were born with an ailment, if you had leprosy, if you were blind, if you were lame, if you couldn't speak, it was because of a sin of some sort. Either you sinned or your parents sinned because in the Old Testament, it's quite possible that he would punish the following generations. And so that's what's taking place when I bring you this scripture. And as all, always on Monday, I want to bring you scripture verbatim. In context, so we can continue going down through the gospel, so there's no agenda laid in front of you, and you can hear and see the context of what Jesus is going through, his ministry as he walks it, what he says to his followers and to his detractors, and if we consider ourselves followers, what he's saying to us. And today's a pretty important lesson. It's brief because I want to be respectful of your time, so turn your Bibles to the gospel according to John chapter 9. It's the man that's born blind. Scripture says, as he passed, he saw, as he, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the work of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. 
Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, go wash in the pool of Salom, which means scent. So he went and he washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, no, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? And he replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Salome and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. Let's stop right there. We'll continue this next uh, next week, the rest of this, this passage. But what's taking place is so important in this scripture because faced with a problem seemingly unfair, this man was born blind. What a tragedy. I couldn't imagine the obstacles that he faced. I couldn't imagine the obstacles that those who are blind today or have seen impairments today, the, the struggle that they go through, the pain that they feel, the de desperation to see as others see. I, I couldn't imagine that struggle. And we as humans in our own limited vision of adulthood, you call it 60 years, maybe 70 years, if you're lucky, of adulthood, to be able to contemplate these things and say, we want to do something about this. And the cynical people, the people who don't believe in God, the nihilistic people, they'll point out to situations like this, like this blind man, and say, look, God is not fair. And if, and if God is not fair, then he's not really God. This isn't something that's important. This isn't something that was planned. This is just random. And this child, this person, just got the bad end of the stick. He got the short end of the stick. It doesn't mean anything. That's their take. Because if we, and then when we come to tell them about God who loves everyone, they like to point to situations like that and say, well, if God is a loving God, then why is this child born blind? Why is this child born with an ailment? Why was this child born with cancer? Why was my wife or my spouse or my children afflicted with whatever it is that they were afflicted with? They didn't deserve that. God is bad. That's a limited and completely wrongheaded understanding of what God has told us. First and foremost, we can't fully understand why God allows the things that he allows to happen. But he gives us an insight in this passage right here when they, they see this man born blind and they ask him, according to the old tradition, who sinned? Did he or his parents sin? Why was he born blind? Why was he given this unfairness? You say that you come from God who sent you. You say that you are one in him and he is one in you. And here this injustice is. Why is this injustice taking place? Jesus' answer is that neither him nor his parents sinned. Jesus recognizes that this is seemingly unfair. 
He didn't cause his own blindness. His parents didn't cause his own blindness. But Jesus goes on to say, it is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. The works of God might be made visible through him. So in that moment, throughout the span of time, this child of God, through no fault of his own and through no fault of his parents, was born blind for all of these years so that the works of God might be shown through him, might be made visible through him. And Jesus performs a miracle and makes this man see. The work of God was just shown through him, was just made visible through him. When Jesus, after all of these years of this man's earthly life, Jesus shows up, the gospel or the uh, evangelist, the author, John, who's accompanying Jesus, is witnessing what's taking place. Jesus says, so that the works of God may be visible through him. And he works the works of God. And John writes it down. So the works of God, we can see. So the works of God that we can experience. So the works of God might be made visible through this man, through this tragedy. Jesus fixes the tragedy. He heals the man. He's able to see so much so that the people around him even say, wasn't this man begging this morning? Isn't this the guy? What happened? How are you able to see? You've been blind since birth. He said a man named Jesus came and he, and he healed me. I was blind, but now I see the man named Jesus. Once again, the works of God made visible through him. So he went through all of these problems. He's been blind since birth. All of those challenges, all those obstacles, all the the struggle that he had to go through, which is untold. But all of those things were put in place so that at this point in time, at this moment in history, Jesus himself could encounter this man and heal him in front of his disciples, in front of the Pharisees, and in front of the community. And that this story lives on to this very day. One could even say that the works that are done here are still being viewed. This scenario is still being viewed to this day as I read it to you and as we discuss it and as you think about it. The works of God are made visible through it, are made visible through him. So when we look back on the tra tragedies of our lives that we think, why did God allow this to happen? And the cynics say, why did God make this happen? We don't know the answer. Other than what Jesus tells us is that these things happen so that the works of God may be visible through them. It's not fair that children get sick. It's not fair that people are born with disabilities. It's not fair that tragedy happens and accidents take the lives or the limbs or the sight of our loved ones. And we can easily fall into the devil's trap of, of cursing God. But those things we have to have faith in that they happen 
so that the work of God may be visible through them. We see these examples on television all the time. We hear these inspirational stories about some child, some young girl, some young man, some adult that has lived with a disability, that have lived with a tragedy, they grew up in poverty, and now they've reached the pinnacle or some high status or, or re received some great award because of the work that they've done for others and the inspiration that others gain from their struggle and their ability to overcome struggle. I saw a commercial of a, of a wrestler. It wasn't necessarily a commercial. It was like a, a documentary of a wrestler who, who, who didn't have any legs. He was born without legs and learned to do everything with his hands. And when interviewed, he said, this is the greatest gift that God ever gave me was my disability because I've been able to achieve so much and I've been an inspiration to so many people through this disability so that the works of God might be visible through him. That's just one example. There are countless examples of people who have become successful and then they've, once they've become successful in whatever field that they've, that they've achieved, they look back at the struggles and say, the only reason I was able to do this is because I was bullied in school and I had to come up with jokes to be funny so I could have friends. Or I was scared or because I was poor and all I had was a pen and paper and I started writing poetry or, and I, which eventually turned into songs. So that the works of God might be shown through them. Don't fall into the devil's trap of saying that God is not fair simply because we can't understand what his goal is. When we see people that are struggling with something that was no fault of their own and overcoming them, people gain inspiration and that inspiration multiplies tenfold, a hundredfold to all of us who witnessed that. And the fruit that all that bears, the loss of a child, as tragic as it is, how many times do we see the parents of that child lost too soon, get involved in the community, start philanthropic programs, raise money for cancer, for disease, for treatment that helped so many more people. And they would have never done it without that one tragedy. I don't minimize the tragedy. But when we ask ourselves why these things happen, as Jesus's followers asked him, we must remember his response so that the works of God might be visible through them. Friends, if you like videos like this, if you like messages like this, we don't ask for your donation. We ask for your participation. Participate in the Christian American community by following us on social media, by liking uh, this video, subscribing to this podcast, subscribing to this YouTube and Rumble channel. Continue to support those who support you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on Monday as we continue this chapter in the gospel according to John.
next Monday. Until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.